Hey sis, welcome to Beyond the Military Podcast, where faith-led military women overcome burnout and create more balance. Just imagine having enough time to focus on your faith, family, and have more fun while still serving as a woman leader. In this podcast, you will walk away with the tools to help you navigate the busy life of a military woman, organize your mind, overcome overwhelm, create a prioritization playbook, and a balanced blueprint for integrating faith, family, and career. Yeses in that order. Hi, I'm Wendy Ray, woman of God, wife, mama of two, army veteran, and certified life coach. I'm here to help you create a life of meaning outside of the military, a life of laughter, joy, and intentional free time. If you are ready to overcome burnout and create balance as a faith-led military woman, sis, this podcast is for you. So loosen up your laces and grab your coffee because it's time to step into freedom and peace. Hello and welcome to episode number 45. I hope that you are doing well and I hope that you are feeling in the holiday spirit. I hope that you are looking forward to the holidays. And if you're not, that's completely okay too. I actually have planned the following episodes after this one to be all about mentally and emotionally preparing for the holidays. So I hope that you stay tuned for those that are coming out next week. But today we are talking all about our residue feelings. So I hope you're ready. I hope you are um, excited to learn more about what I mean when it comes to residue feelings, possibly keeping you from staying present with your family, from just enjoying life in the now, like just being grateful for this moment that we have, regardless of um, what's going on, right? Regardless of the circumstances that we may be possibly going through, because Again, our lives are not the most quote unquote normal lives based based on our career, based on the things that we experience. And I just want to emphasize that what you do or what you've done when it comes to just doing it differently can be mentally and emotionally exhausting. So again, understanding that yes, you are making a sacrifice or yes, you have made a sacrifice and now possibly are in a state where you don't understand really how to maybe even be this person or this mom, this leader, um, this wife and really understand the concept of just being you because we've not only put on the uniform, but really put on another identity, right? When it comes to um, being in the service, when it comes to even leaving the military, we have this identity shift. We have a different story to tell now because we are transitioning in so many phases throughout our military career. So I think it's so important for us to be able to manage what we believe, what we think, so that we can then understand our feelings. So then we can understand if we are possibly carrying around the negative emotions that you've possibly had previously through a situation. And now you are going into a different environment, maybe into a meeting or possibly in a meeting with your soldiers that require your attention, require you to be present with them because it's very important to show up as your best self, as a woman leader, as just an individual to hear them out, to be fully present and just listen to 
what they have to say because possibly it's something important that you are going to not only hear but for them to share right and it goes the same way if you are at home maybe there it's an important conversation that your kids want to have with you your spouse your husband I mean it's something that you want to be ready for right and not be carrying these negative thoughts with you or negative feelings and you know allow that to take away from the small amount, the short amount that you have with them. Because again, we're always on the go. We're always in a meeting. We're always in training. We're constantly on go, 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 or even so multitasking, right? So this is why I not only wanted to talk about this, but also because I found I found it really fascinating. And I want to say I got this concept or I kind of um, felt intrigued to share this concept with you because I was reading Deep Work, and this is by Cal Newport, by the way. And this book talks about um, going into like deep focus, right? Like being able to not only um, produce like high quality results, but to really be able to just unload all the creativity, unload the the um, possible ideas that you have regardless of what your focus may be, right? Regardless of what the the actual thing may be. So if you want to focus on writing a book, right? Like he goes and he talks about the importance of understanding, you know, the deep work, the deep focus and what it means to not only use your time wisely, but also the level and intensity of focus that it requires to continue to build and to continue to build that skill as well. So as I was reading this book, and by the way, when I read and I actually, um, you know, if I'm being honest here, I read, but I also listen on Audible. So I love doing it that way, especially when it comes to books like these, because again, like I am honestly, um, I always self-diagnose myself, but I think I have some sort of ADHD because I've always been the one that I'm like, okay, I want to focus, but there's just something that's moving and I have to not only pay attention to it, but oh, by the way, here's a ding. And oh, by the way, I remember I have to go do this. And like, I have this checklist in my brain that it's constantly, constantly there and I lose focus quickly. So I love to read books that will help me not only understand what deep focus means, because I genuinely, as an individual, as myself, I do not know how to focus for a long period of time. But I will say, because again, I actually haven't been diagnosed as ADHD, but I will say that there is something to learn here um, when it comes to, you know, how do we then really focus, right? How do we create that skill? And it's it's a skill that, um, or actually built on that skill. It's a skill that I think most of us, especially being in the military, we're so used to multitasking. We're so used to, handling so many things at the same time that I think it's something that we need to really go back to the basics, right? And understand really how our mind works and how we can then direct our mind. Because now I'm not speaking if, or, or to, to the um, audience or to you ladies that are possibly diagnosed already with ADHD, right? Like I don't really, again, I'm not a medical professional, but I will say that that's something that you need. Um, you, 
I would recommend that you actually seek someone that could help you specifically in that area. So for me, I think some of the things that I'm learning, and I think it's because I know myself really well, I know that I get distracted easily, I know that that's something that I've had to work harder than others, because again, of the natural person that I am, like my natural being, um, knowing who exactly I am, I know that I'm going to lose my keys, I'm going to lose my phone, I'm literally going to forget where I left anything and everything that I wasn't really 100% focused on. So I just wanted to throw that in, you know, as a caveat out there. So this concept, again, giving credit where credit is deserved here to Cal Newport in the book, again, is deep work. And this concept he talked about was residue of your attention. And this is how we explained it. So he said that when you switch from some task it could be task A to another task, task B, your attention doesn't immediately follow. So then there's a residue of your attention that remains stuck thinking about the original task. And I just found this very fascinating because I was thinking, yes, this is exactly what happens when we are in like go, go, go mode, which again, there's no nothing wrong with that. But I think that because our mind doesn't really process task A, which could be, you know, you in a meeting. That's like your first, your, um, your involvement, right? Your attention is in the meeting. So then task B could be, um, possibly going into another meeting, but now it's a counseling, right? You're going into a counseling, um, meeting and now you're still, you, you haven't fully allowed yourself to, remove yourself from task A because now you're still thinking, okay, I have to, um, you know, submit this or this has to happen with, you know, um, this soldier, or I have to get this done or this training is coming up. And you're thinking about like the logistics of everything as you are going into this other task, which again, could be a counseling session, or it could just really just be going home to the family, right? You're constantly thinking about task A, without fully acknowledging that you are completely done for this moment, your focus now needs to be directed to something else. So I think that when we as leaders, right, we as people that have thousand things to do, we have, you know, five things to get done before we get home or before we leave the office, I think that we don't fully allow our minds to stop thinking about that. And I know that this is some, it's a skill. It's a skill that I've honestly had, I'm still working on it. And what has helped me, and this is what I want to share with you all, is how to not allow those residue thoughts to create that residue feeling. Because again, our thoughts, everything that we're thinking about is creating and compounding on the feelings that are happening within our within our, um, our every moment activities. And with that comes thoughts about those activities, thoughts about what you're experiencing about those situations, right? So I think that it's easier said than done, of course, because there's no way for us of getting into our brains and literally um, filtering or separating thoughts. But what I have found not only useful is this concept of 
paying attention to your thinking. If we can take a moment, pause for a second after task A, immediately after task A, and just pay attention to your thinking, like where your mind goes. You know, it most of the time will go to the things that are urgent, that are possibly scary, that are not um, pleasurable, things that are going to require effort, right? All of those things or all of those thoughts are going to immediately go to that. So us being able to pay attention, pay attention to our thoughts so that we can reduce the chances of carrying this residue thought and feeling, right? Because our thoughts create our feelings. So if we can reduce the amount of times that we allow this attention residue to to follow us, the more chances we'll have to be fully present, to be able to be or show up as our best selves with individuals that we care about, right? Like our families, our soldiers, other leaders, other people that need us, our family members. I mean, the less that we can carry that with us, the better it will work out for everyone. Because now you're showing up not only as your genuine self, but you're you're, you're providing that attention that all humans want. We are all wanting and yearning for this attention because we want to be heard. We want our significant other, our husbands. We want our friends. We want our kids. We we just desire that, right? And it goes both ways. Like our kids want us to pay attention to them. Our husbands want us to pay attention to them as well, right? Our friends, our soldiers. So being able to not only build this skill and be able to pay attention and be fully present without seeming frustrated, upset, angry, or even overwhelmed, exhausted, right? Like no one wants to be with someone that is constantly frustrated, that is constantly angry, that is constantly complaining possibly, right? Because again, we want to be heard. We want to be able to not only tell people how, you know, our day went or what we need help with, but also we want to be able to, um, or, or for the other person to reciprocate the same attention, the same focus. So I also want to share one final thing from the book where, um, he also talks about, you know, the experiments and how the more they can really understand, how one person goes from task A to task B and how that impacts their performance. So based on that experiment, and I quote, people experiencing attention residue after switching tasks are likely to demonstrate poor performance on the next task. And the more intense the residue, the worse the performance. So how I relate the experiment results to the residue feelings is that the more intense of the feeling that you haven't allowed, the feeling that you are possibly resisting, the feeling that you are more likely to react to, could be anger, could be frustration, the worse your performance is going to be, the worse you are going to show up as 
that intelligent leader, as that caring, compassionate, curious leader. Because again, you are carrying that with you. And that's how you're showing up for the people that you love, for the people that you care about. So allowing yourself, again, to just pay attention to your thinking from when you finish task A, could be a meeting, it could be work, to going to the next thing, to the next task. It could be with your kids. It could be with your husband, whatever it might be. Just allow yourself to pay attention to what's coming up so that you're not carrying that residue with you, that residue of the things that have to get done based on the information that you received in that meeting or whatever it may be. So being able to do that, especially now, right, during this time, because we're getting ready to um, go into the holiday week, right, possibly traveling, possibly maybe just even spending time, more time with the family, right, or just decompressing and just being alone and being okay with doing nothing. And again, this is not only going to help you um, create more time, but it's going to help you be more intentional with the people around you, be more intentional with showing up and being present in that moment. Because the last thing you want to do is continue to carry this anger or this frustration that you have from work with your kids. I mean, like I said earlier, we want to be heard. Everyone wants to be heard and also be able to reciprocate that when it comes time to show up as the best wife, as the best, as the best uh, commander, as the best first sergeant, as the best leader, as the best single mother, as the best friend, right? Whatever it may be. So allowing yourself to just pay attention. So this is what I want to offer to you. And if you take anything out of this today is really asking yourself, is there a filling residue keeping you from being fully present, from being yourself? If the answer is yes, then I want to offer you to start paying attention even more to your thoughts. Because remember, our thoughts create our feelings. All right, ladies, that's all that I have for you today. And I want to thank you again for tuning in and listen. If you want to take this a step deeper and just be more intentional with your time, growing your faith and just become more productive, schedule a free session with me so that I can help you get started. All you have to do is go to www.wendyray.com forward slash free session. All right, have a beautiful rest of your week. Bye. Hey lady, if this podcast helped you, challenged you, or inspired you in some way, please leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with another military sister. Helping you integrate balance, prioritization, and growth in your relationship with God is my ultimate calling. I'm so blessed that you are here. And please join us in the faith-led military women community on Facebook at bit.ly forward slash beyond the military GRP. Hope to see you there and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye.